episode four already. You know what they say, time flies when you're podcasting. This episode is about the 80s music, and it is entitled 80s Music, It's Not Just for Breakfast Anymore. 80s was the best music. Absolutely, hands down, without a doubt. I was lucky enough to be a DJ in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, but the 80s were absolutely the best era for music and the best time to be a DJ. There were so many fun songs that keep people dancing, singing along, and having a great time for hours. Never mind that copious amounts of alcohol may have been involved, but I'm sure it had to be the music. There were songs like Walk the Dinosaur by Was Not Was, Safety Dance by Men Without Hats, Walk Like an Egyptian from the Bangles, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham, and let's be honest, it was really George Michael. We don't even know who the other guy was. And Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper, which turned out to be the anthem for every drunken girl's night out and bachelorette party of the decade. Don't get me wrong, though. Not all songs from the 80s were filled with fun lyrics and upbeat tempos. There were songs like Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil. This is a song about the fact that indigenous people were being forced from Australia to mine the region. It emphasized the fact that they should have had ownership rights since they were there first. Midnight Oil was just not a fun band all around, so. And then there was Straight to Hell by The Clash. It was about the shutting down of steel mines and unemployment in northern England, the abandonment of Vietnamese children fathered by U.S. soldiers during the war. It has been described as saturated by melancholy and sadness. Well, if that doesn't make you want to get up a boogie, I don't know what will. I'm in depression mode just thinking about it. The 80s were also the decade of hair bands. Now, hair bands officially began in the 70s as glam rock with artists like David Bowie, Slade, Aerosmith, and Kiss. But grown men in makeup really didn't hit full speed until the 80s. And I'm neither confirming or denying I wore guy liner in the 80s. But if I did, I looked marvelous. Motley Crue would stand as the beginning of 80s hair bands when Nikki Sixx and Tommy Lee formed the band in 1981. They soon added Mick Mars and Vince Neil, and the rock and roll world, as well as several hotel rooms and thousands of groupies, were never the same again. Some 80s hair bands actually started in the 70s, but didn't really catch on until they doused their luscious locks in Aquanet and rebranded themselves a hair band. One such group was Quiet Riot, who released Slade's Come On, Feel the Noise and catapulted themselves to one of the greatest one-hit wonders of all time. Though Slade's version actually hit number one and Quiet Riot could only attain a number four position, their version was a huge commercial success. The band, however, was always embroiled in internal issues, drugs, and replacing band members. A total of 33 artists can lay claim to the fact that they were a member of Quiet Riot at one time or another. Not a very exclusive club at all. Some of the most famous 80s hair bands were Poison, Queensryche, Cinderella, Rat, Warrant, White Snake, and Bon Jovi, hairband or not? A lot of people say no, but if they were, and I think they were, they belong at the top without question. I'm not including Van Halen as an official hairband. Disagree if you like, although they had the hair for sure. I could say David Lee Roth was a hairband performer, but Alex and Eddie were rockers and kept him grounded. <laughs> well, the best they could. The introduction of the power ballad, a.k.a. monster ballads. 
The Monster Ballad was a slow rock song sung by a band or person most notably known for hard rock. Though power ballads did not originate in the 80s, let's say Boston more than a feeling, for example, they certainly exploded to the point that nearly every mainstream rock band had to have a power ballad on every album to be considered legit. If not for the power ballad, millions of rocker boys would never have slow danced with a girl a day in their life before the age of 30. Some famous power ballads and some of my favorites, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison, Carrie from Europe, I Remember You, Skid Row, I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler, Close My Eyes Forever by Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne, and maybe the greatest song of all time by the greatest band of all time, but of course I'm not biased, Faithfully by Journey. Correct! Anybody who knows me knows that Journey is my favorite band of all time. Growing up, I had Journey bedsheets, Journey pajamas, Steve Perry underwear. Okay, I didn't have Steve Perry underwear because they weren't available. I searched everywhere. Ew! 1981 was the beginning of MTV and the beginning of millions of teens staying up all night to watch music 24-7. Launched at 12.01 a.m. on August 1st with the words, Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll, and with a collage of videos in the background of the space shuttle, MTV was born. This year marks the 42nd anniversary of MTV. Thank you, MTV, for 13 years of music. That joke never gets old. Their first video, I think most people know this, was Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles, but the second video was You Better Run by Pat Benatar, and the number one song when MTV debuted Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. MTV launched the careers of several artists like Duran Duran, The Fix, Human League, Men at Work, and of course, Michael Jackson. Now, we were already enthralled with MJ before MTV, but his videos propelled him into a whole new level of stardom. He may not have been the king of pop without MTV. MTV helped breathe new life into careers of several 70s artists as well, including Lionel Richie, Paul McCartney, Tina Turner, Cher, and ZZ Top, and introduced them to another entire generation altogether. It also changed the way we look at music. No pun intended. Okay, yes it was. MTV also introduced the world's first VJs, or video jockeys. There were five originals, Anita Blackwood, Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, Martha Quinn, and J.J. Jackson. They became huge successes, which was funny because the producers at MTV told each of them to not buy permanent housing in New York and to keep their second jobs, just in case. In some ways, though, they were more popular as the artists themselves. Sadly, we lost J.J. Jackson in 2004, but the other four host daily shows on Sirius Radio, and you can catch America's Sweetheart, my favorite, Martha Quinn. Of course, today, MTV is nothing like it was when it transformed music forever in 81. Now they produce programming and movies and promote social activism worldwide. R.I.P. MTV. The 80s also produced some of the biggest artists in music worldwide. The Voice, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson's little sister, Janet Jackson, one of Nick Cannon's six baby mamas, Mariah Carey, the purple one, Prince, Madonna Louise Ciccone, also known as Just Madonna, Andrew Ridgely's other half and wham, also known as George Michael, 
the drummer for such bands as The Real Thing, Freehold, Cliff Charles Blues Band, The Gladiators, Hickory, oh, and also Genesis. And that would be Phil Collins. Gloria Maria Milagrosa Fajardo Garcia, also known as Gloria Estefan. And the man whose first name is Troil, but we know him best by his middle and last name of Garth Brooks. Now, we're going to claim him as an 80s person since his first hit was in 1989, but yeah, this is kind of a stretch. And last but not least, the eighth of 10 Jacksons, and that would be Michael Jackson. And yeah, he began his career earlier, but let's all agree the 80s were his decade. Oh, yeah. And some of the most iconic bands in rock and roll were also some of the most iconic bands of the 80s. Bands like The Police and Poison, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, U2, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, and let's not forget ACDC. Now, I'm claiming ACDC in the 80s. Yes, I know they formed in the 70s, and I know they had several hits with Bon Scott, but they didn't achieve superstardom until 1980 with Brian Johnson and Back in Black which was the second best-selling rock album of all time, my podcast, My Rules. So almost 2.8 billion records were sold worldwide from these giants of the 80s, the best by most accounts in history. I'm not going to debate the Beatles, Elvis, Rolling Stones era of the 60s and 70s. It was a great decade for music, but commercially, the 80s reigned supreme. Okay, let's talk great movie soundtracks. The 80s produced some of the best movie soundtracks ever. And let's be honest, sometimes a soundtrack can really outweigh the movie itself. For example, The Bodyguard. Now, let's not send any hate mail to Mark because I know a lot of you out there like The Bodyguard. I suppose it's a very okay chick flick. However, The Bodyguard in itself is a horrible piece of work and Kevin Costner, I believe, even got a Razzie for it. But the soundtrack was probably one of the best in history. Let's look at some of these from the 1980s. Breakfast Club, Top Gun, Footloose, Urban Cowboy, The Big Chill, Dirty Dancing, and the number one of all time, Purple Rain. You know, I might give a slight edge to the 70s for Saturday Night Fever, Rocky, Star Wars, and Grease, you know, if I was being waterboarded for the truth, but the 80s is a very close second, if not 1A. Let's talk genres. What is a genre? Well, genre is just a classification or a category of music. And in the 80s, many new music genres emerged. All these genres were born from the 1980s, mainly due to the MTV influence and its wide young audience. Dozens of others evolved from these into others we know today. Genres like new wave and alternative, electronic dance or synth, glam metal, thrash metal, shred guitar, also known as the whammy bar abuse era, techno, house, freestyle, and the emergence of hip hop and urban. Again, we can debate that hip hop started in the 70s. But it wasn't until January of 1980 that Rapper's Delight hit number one and broke into mainstream. From there, the Sugar Hill Gang, Curtis Blow, and Grandmaster Flash paved the way for artists like Run DMC, Dougie Fresh, the Beastie Boys, and yes, even Blondie hit number one with her song Rapture. Now, I can't talk about the 80s hip-hop without mentioning Biz Markie and his smash Just a Friend. Now, Biz hit the charts in 1989, which slides in just under the cutoff point to be included in the 80s hit, but his one-hit wonder has been called one of the greatest one-hit wonders of all time. 
He parlayed that single song into an entire career of guest appearances on TV, movies, a serious radio spot, and guest rapping with scores of artists on their music. He was more of a sideshow than probably anything else, but he took it all in stride. He never got offended. I compare it to inviting Charles Barkley to play golf with you in a foursome. He's not going to help you, but he's going to make it a lot of fun. Sadly, in 2021, Biz passed away, but from that one song in 1989, he was able to live comfortably his entire life and leave his widow about a million dollars. Dozens of celebrities paid tribute to Biz at his funeral, all from one song I used to introduce as the one song in history where not one note is sung on key. Hey, you know what, though? Here's to Biz Markey making a good life out of practically nothing. The 80s just didn't influence music, but fashion as well. Since we can now see what our favorite artists were wearing every day on MTV, fashion was influenced more and more by music than anywhere else in history. And what the 80s gave us in music? Well, they took away with fashion. Women wore ripped sweatshirts, tights, sweatpants, leg warmers, and headbands to copy the flash dance and Olivia Newton-John let's get physical trend. Madonna begat the jelly bracelets, lace tops and gloves, fishnet stockings, a thick hair bow, and stacks upon stacks of necklaces. By the mid-80s, the girls traded Madonna in for soaps. The evening soaps. Dynasty in Dallas introduced women to power dressing with shoulder pads so high they would make an NFL linebacker jealous. But the 80s were particularly cruel to the men. Men teased their long hair to copy their favorite hairband while sporting the thankfully deceased pleather pants. Yes, the rich guys had leather, but us poor struggling DJs could only afford the incredibly hot, and by that I mean temperature hot, plastic pants that left nothing to the imagination. After pleather died a slow and painful death, the preppy look took over with a vengeance. The polo shirt became the choice of the trendsetters, and it wasn't cool to just wear one, You had to wear two with the collars popped up and a mullet. Yes, kids, you did not invent the mullet. By the late 80s, it released its final vengeance on the decade with parachute pants, also called hammer pants due to MC Hammer's signature style. There were some decent styles like the Miami Vice and the Hawaiian shirt booms, but they were sadly not enough to undo what MTV in the 80s had already unleashed on an unsuspecting young generation. I still remember the confusion and pity in my mother's eyes as I would drop by the house in my pleather pants. Some things you can never forget, no matter how much therapy we obtain. Aww. From fashion, let's turn our attention to the influence the 1980s had on society, even today. The biggest influence was probably MTV. There's no denying it changed music and the world as we know it. Even though the videos have long exited the platform, MTV is still influencing music even today with their impact in movies, TV programming, the MTV Awards, and MTV Worldwide. Looking good playing music became just as important, if not more so, than the music itself. You can't deny the music has staying power. Think of Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Prince, and Madonna. Their music is not only still relevant today, but influencing new young pop artists every day. One Hit Wonders was huge in the 80s. Now, everybody out there, how many, by a show of hands, think that the 80s was a decade of One Hit Wonders? 
Oh, I see a few hands out there. Okay, you can put your hands down because you would be incorrect. In fact, the 80s had the least amount of one-hit wonders from the decades of 1960, 1970, 1980, 1990, and 2000. The actual decade with the most was 1960 with 187. The 80s, in comparison, only had 91. So let's define a one-hit wonder first. The actual definition is an artist that hit number one with a song at some point, but never managed to crack another song in the top 100. Then why do we all think the 80s were the? Then why do we all think the 80s were the decade of one-hit wonders? Easy, because it was the decade of the best one-hit wonders with the most staying power. And let's be honest, MTV had a lot to do with that. On the top of one-hit wonders of all time, with respect to their time in the top 100, the 80s have positions two, three, four, five, and seven of the top 10 from the 1960s to the 2000s. Number one, by the way, was Bad Day by Daniel Powder. Quick sidebar. I played that at a wedding one time without knowing the unedited version throws out the F-bomb as clear as day. I've never seen so many mothers look at me with rage and disgust in my entire life. Embarrassing is not the word for it, but I digress. So we've determined that the 80s is the decade with the best one-hit wonders. No need to elaborate any further if you're an 80s fan. It's just the decade with the best one-hit wonders. How many of you out there love great rock and roll? Well, you're going to hate this next segment then because it's about country pop crossovers. Now, in the 70s, that was probably the decade for the beginning of country crossover with Glenn Campbell, John Denver, and Kenny Rogers. But it climaxed in the 80s with Urban Cowboy. The third of John Travolta's music-themed movies after Saturday Night Fever and Grease, Urban Cowboy hit the pop country charts with hits like Looking for Love by Johnny Lee, Stand By Me by Mickey Gilley, Could I Have This Dance by Ann Murray, and Love the World Away by Kenny Rogers. It also included The Devil Went Down to Georgia, which was a monster hit by Charlie Daniels in 1979. Urban Cowboy was so important to 80s crossover country music, it was known as the Urban Cowboy Movement, which sounds more like a social awareness website than an influential music era. Regardless, pop country took off like a rocket with Dolly Parton, Eddie Rabbit, Alabama, Oak Ridge Boys, Juice Newton, and Ronnie Millsap, to name a few. Even better, we were forced by our fashion peers to get a cowboy hat, boots, and jeans so tight you could see our religion as the Urban Cowboy Spring Collection caught on as fast as music did. Those promptly went to Goodwill about two years later. The latter part of the decade of pop country bred many new artists that transformed country music into what it looks like today, to the dismay of many country purists. Artists like Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, Clint Black, and Travis Tripp broke away from traditional country and paved the way for new country, which according to my late father, is not country music at all. That being said, the 80s did that, whether it was a blessing or not. All right, the time we've all been waiting for, the top five songs in each category, my list of the best songs of the 80s. Now, lists are just that, they're lists. They're very personal. Nobody will agree with mine, but that's why they're called my lists and not your lists. The top five best rock songs of the 80s in a reverse order. Number five. I have the tiger by survivor. 
Yes. Did it have a lot to do with Rocky three? I'm sure it did. Rocky Balboa defending his title against Clubber Lang. It was a great time of my life, which is why I have it as my number five best rock song of the eighties. Number four, pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard. The video just is one of the best. It's a concert video, but the blue eyed girl on the front, I can't get her out of my head to this day. The number four best song of the 80s. Number three, Jump by Van Halen. The original Van Halen is the best, in my opinion. And David Lee Roth, this may have been his best song ever. A great song to dance to, a great song to party to, and a great song to jump to. Number two, You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC. Maybe the greatest rock and roll song of all time, if it weren't for the number one song of the 80s. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. And that's my list of the top rock songs of the 80s. Next, we got the top five pop songs of the 80s. The list of top five best pop songs of the 80s in my list in reverse order. Number five, Don't You Want Me by The Human League. Number four, Once in a Lifetime by The Talking Heads. Number three, When Doves Cry by Prince. Number two, She's a Beauty by The Tubes. And the number one best pop song of the 80s, Come on Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runner. I know a lot of you were beating your heads against your computers saying, what is he thinking? But let me tell you one thing about Come on Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. It was the one song that kept Michael Jackson from having back-to-back number one hits. Seven weeks before, Billie Jean was number one. And three weeks after, Beat It was number one. Separated by Dexie's Midnight Runners and Come On Eileen. Oh. Welcome back to WIR. This is Marky Mark with the top five pop slow jams of the 1980s. And right there is why I didn't make DJing a career. Starting at number five, a tie. Ooh, that's exciting. Cherish by Cool and the Gang and Saving All My Love for You by Whitney Houston. Number four, Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Number three, Careless Whisper by Wham. Number two, Crazy for You by Madonna. And number one, True by Spandau Ballet. Well, True is number one in my heart. But some other surveys have not been as favorable. Billboard selected True as one of the most overplayed songs in movies. NME, whoever they are, included the line, I bought a ticket to the world, but now I've come back again in their list of the 50 worst pop lyrics of all time. The Houston Press says it's one of the 10 songs we never, ever want to hear again, ever. And Sean Daly of the St. Petersburg Times named True the worst song of all time, while Seattle Post Intelligencer columnist Robert Jameson selected it as the worst ever love song. Well, I think you're all full of crap. Hell yeah. And lastly, we look at the top five monster ballads or power ballads of the 1980s. And this one is a little bit near and dear to my heart because I loved me a monster ballad back in the 1980s. Starting at number five, Never Say Goodbye by Bon Jovi. Number four, Drive by The Cars. 
Number three, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Number two, Keep On Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. And number one, Faithfully by Journey. In conclusion, the era of the 80s was a special time, but especially for music. Whether you lived it or just loved the music, many of us can't travel without Journey, need our fix of the fix, can't work without minute work, and gear up daily with the cars. When you get in my car, chances are better than not that it will be tuned to 80s on 8 Sirius Radio. A little tidbit of information. The 80s channel on Sirius Radio is the fifth most listened to Sirius channel on a daily basis, and it has been for years. If you take out Howard Stern's two talk format channels, the 80s is the third most listened to music channel behind only Hits 1 and Today's Country, which we know now was influenced by none other than 80s Country. If you Google 80s theme parties, you'll get a boatload of hits. And there's only one reason for that. They rock. Okay, here goes. The 80s song Fireworks Finale. If you want to express yourself, have an 80s celebration. Don't you forget about me, because celebrations like yours come once in a lifetime, and I like to party all the time. With or without you, I will come dancing with Billie Jean, who is just a friend, and that's true. Don't stop believing that I'll come hungry like the wolf every time after time, because girls just want to have fun, but Mickey, Tom Sawyer, and Major Tom are ready to jump all night long. And that, my friends, is the end of the world as we know it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Irrational Realist. Please subscribe to The Irrational Realist for the latest episode every two weeks. For now, thank you for listening, and remember, podcast spelled backwards is taco if the S, D, and P are silent. Mm-hmm.